The Oracle Network. Due to the mature content of this program, listener discretion is advised. podcast that dives deep into all things dark and wrong in this world. We're your hosts, as always. I'm Mandy. And I'm retired Major Hugh Jess. Coming at you in your face. That was like a tiny little fart. <laughs> yeah. That was a vengeful fart. Uh, coming back from the loo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wiping right, it well- down. Oh. Well, thank you for being courteous to the audience. They Call appreciate me it. Coming back from the shitter. What? <laughs> nothing. Nothing. <laughs> I left my heart. In the toilet. And that last Kaibo. I don't, which song is that? Oh, I left my heart in San Francisco. Oh, uh, I haven't listened to Elvis in quite a while. Can you tell? Yeah, a little no. bit rusty. Well, that's actually Welcome back, else. everyone. Oh, okay. Well, that's why. Now I sound like a dumbass. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, anytime. Like, I'm there for you. What an idiot. Yeah. Welcome back, everyone. So this week we wanted to go back to the true crime genre. We know how you love it. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be discussing a well-known but still very interesting serial killer. And that is none other than, drumroll, Jeffrey Dahmer. What a guy. Yeah, you guys know who he is, right? If you don't, you're about to. So we'll be referencing an article from Biography.com for this episode. And that's and this uh, article is solely dedicated to Dahmer and his disgusting crimes. Yeah. Just dedicated to him. Which are good reading. Yeah, well, Biography.com goes into anybody and everybody. <laughs> but this one's just for Dahmer. So we're going to get yeah. a hefty dose of, of his weirdness. So let's mosey on over to there, shall we? moseying on over right now and there's Dahmer there's his face right when he was convicted doesn't look too happy all right so this was updated on February 13th 2020 so it's been you know revised since then so intro to the article it says convicted serial killer and sex offender Jeffrey Dahmer murdered 17 males between the years of 1978 and 1991 he was killed in 1994 by a fellow prison inmate. Woohoo! Uh, so who was Jeffrey Dahmer, you might ask, if you don't know. I don't know why you wouldn't know, but let's let's go with it. Yeah, Jeffrey huh, Dahmer was know. an Yeah, idiots. Jeffrey Dahmer <laughs> was an American serial killer who took the lives of 17 males between 1978 and 1991. Man, well, I feel at least like he I already left knew the that. Women alone. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, yeah, men were his preference. Yeah. Over the course of more than 13 years, Dahmer sought out men, mostly African-American, at gay bars, malls, and bus stops, lured them home with promises of money or sex, and gave them alcohol laced with drugs before strangling them okay. to death. He would then engage in sex acts with the corpses before dismembering them and disposing of them, often keeping their skulls or genitals as souvenirs. Tasty. Ugh. Just keeping their genitals yeah. as... I can understand, like, the skulls, once the skin and everything falls off, then it's just like a, yeah. a paperweight. He must have had some <laughs> kind of junk drawer. Ugh. But what does he do with the genitals? Put them in, like, a jar? I never looked I'm, this part I'm guessing up. about the junk drawer. It. That's what I would... You know, Ugh. come on. Probably smelled great. <laughs> <laughs> What's that uh, smell? my keepsake yeah. drawer. <laughs> I don't know. Better check the junk Ew. drawer. He, uh, he frequently took photos of his victims at various stages of the murder process so he could recollect each act afterward and relive the experience. Uh, Dahmer was captured in 91 and sentenced to 16 life terms. Good. he's ne He never got yeah. out. Dick. He was killed by fellow prison inmate Christopher Scarver in 1994. Who was then given the Presidential Medal of Freedom. As far Not as really, we know. But... Yeah. <laughs> it could happen. Your turn. Oh, it's me. The childhood yes. and family. <laughs> Dahmer was born in Milwaukee, Wisconsin on May 21, 1960 to Lionel and Joyce Dahmer. He was described as an energetic and happy kid until the age of four when surgery to correct the double hernia seemed to affect a change in the boy. Noticeably, noticeably subdued, he became increasingly withdrawn following the birth of his younger brother and the family's frequent moves. By his early teens, he was disengaged, tense, and largely friendless. Dahmer claims that his compulsions towards necrophilia and murder began around the age of 14, but it appears that the breakdown of his parents' marriage and their acrimonious divorce a few years later may have been the catalyst for turning these thoughts into actions. By the time of his first killing, Dahmer's alcohol consumption had spun out of control. He, was dro he dropped out of Ohio State University, excuse me, THE Ohio State University, after one quarter term, and his recently remarried father insisted that he join the Army. Dahmer enlisted in late September, uh, excuse me, late December 1978, and was posted to Germany shortly thereafter. Boy, he was there when a friend of mine was there. Oh, yeah. really? Ew, yeah. maybe your friend knew him. I don't know, maybe they had dinner together. Oh, ick. Yeah, maybe your no. <laughs> no. <laughs> your friend's still alive, right? Persisted. No. Yeah, he's still out there okay. somewhere. Okay. All right. Uh, in California, Ooh. though, so you know, he you, you never know. It could be nuts. Uh, <laughs> his drinking problem persisted, and in early 1981, the Army discharged him. <laughs> Although German authorities would later investigate possible connections between Dahmer and murders that took place in the area during that time, it is not believed that he took any more victims while serving in the armed forces. Following his discharge, Dahmer returned home to Ohio. And later that year, disorderly contact prompted his father to send Dahmer to live with his grandmother in Wisconsin. Isn't that where Ed Gein was from? 
think so, But yeah. his alcohol problem continued, and he was arrested the following summer for indecent exposure. Yeah. He was arrested once again in 1986 when two boys accused him of masturbating in front of them. No he received way. a one-year probationary sentence. They're probably just like, damn it, Dahmer, stop flashing these young yeah. boys, you sick bastard. Stop flashing your junk. <laughs> it's not even impressive. <laughs> You're back. Okay, moving on. Jeffrey Dahmer's victims. So we're moving on to the actual victims that. Uh, Here we go. Unfortunately, here's where all the jokes victim. come in. Okay. The what? The nothing. <sighs> okay, Hugh. All right. <laughs> Dahmer murdered 17 <laughs> men between 1978 and 1991. Uh, what? Nothing. Oh. I'm just gearing up. <laughs> he was careful to select victims on the fringes of society who were often in. Itinerant or borderline itinerant. criminal, making their disappearances less noticeable and reducing the likelihood of his capture. All right, he thought it out. He lured them yeah, to his home. Did. Yeah, that's even more disturbing. He lured them to his home with promises of money or sex. Then he would proceed to strangle them to death. He engaged in sex acts with their bodies and kept body parts and photos as souvenirs. Heebie jeebies all over it. First of the four victims. Dahmer's first murder occurred just after he graduated high school in June 1978 when he picked up a hitchhiker named Stephen Hicks and took him home to his parents' house. Dahmer proceeded to get the young man drunk. When Hicks tried to leave, Dahmer killed him by striking him in the head and strangling him with a barbell. Dahmer did... Yeah. Dahmer dismembered the corpse of his first victim, packed the body parts into plastic bags, and buried them behind his parents' home. Were his parents not home? When this happened? Uh, I don't know. Or did he, like, live in their basement and they just didn't... Yeah, I like the basement theory. I always uh... have that kind of vision of those people that live in their parents' basement. Yeah. So let's go with that. Yeah. Was... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He later exhumed the remains, crushed the bones with a sledgehammer, and scattered them across a wooden ravine. It wasn't until September of 19... 1987 that Dahmer took his second victim. So he spread it out a bit. Stephen Tuomi. Yeah. So Stephen Tuomi was his second victim. Was the first one Stephen too? Let me go. Yeah, Stephen Hicks and Stephen Tuomi. He liked the name Stephen. Yeah, Steven. the problem with Stephen's evidently. Yeah. They checked into a hotel room and drank, and Dahmer eventually awoke to find Tuomi dead with no memory of the previous night's activities. Sure, Dahmer, sure. Yeah. He bought a large suitcase yeah. to transport Tuomi's body to his grandmother's basement. There you go, basement again where he dismembered yeah. and masturbated on the corpse before disposing of the remains. Ugh. Like, he didn't remember oh it, yet he goes and does this. What's wrong with him? Only after Dahmer yeah. killed another two victims at his grandmother's home. Again, where is the grandmother? The parents weren't there. The grandma's not there. What's going on? Did she tie... Wait, what did it say? Only after Dahmer... Did she tire? Yeah, did she tire? Only after Dahmer killed another two victims at his grandmother's house did she tire of her grandson's late nights and drunkenness. <laughs> Did she know about it? I'm confused. Who knows? Although she has no knowledge of his activities. Okay, I should have read just a little further. And she forced him to move out of the premises in 1988. I'm sure she knew something was up. Yeah, I think she got tired of bleaching the basement. <sighs> yeah, probably. <laughs> so moving on. Jeez. Moving on to the sexual assault charges. Uh, that September, so of the same year, September 1989, Dahmer had an extremely lucky escape. An encounter with a 13-year-old Laotian, Laotian, Laos, Laotian, Laotian boy resulted yeah. in charges of sexual exploitation and second-degree sexual assault, sexual assault for Dahmer. 
He pleaded guilty, claiming that the boy had appeared much older. While awaiting sentencing for his sexual assault case, Dahmer again put his grandmother's basement to gruesome use. <sighs> In March 1989, he lured, drugged, strangled, sodomized, photographed, dismembered, and disposed of Anthony Sears, an aspiring model. At his trial for child molestation in May 1989, Dahmer was the model of con contrition, arguing eloquently yes. in his own defense about, about how he had seen the error of his ways and that his arrest marked a turning point in his life. He was trying to pull on those, those heartstrings yeah. of the jury, apparently. His, yeah. <laughs> his defense counsel... Yeah, and then he ate him. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you look really tasty. Mm. Yeah. But, Give me some of those heartstrings. Yeah. His defense counsel argued that he needed treatment, not incarceration, and the judge agreed, handing down a one-year prison sentence on day release, allowing Dahmer to work at his job during the day and re return to prison at night, as well as a five-year probationary sentence. Years later, in an interview with CNN, Lionel Dahmer, again his father, stated that he wrote a letter to the court that issued the sentence requesting psychological help before his son's parole. However, Dahmer was granted an early release by the judge after serving only 10 months of his sentence. Man, he was getting off easy, wasn't he? Yeah. Jeez. He Those briefly... lives came cheap. I guess. That's a shame. Like, that's awful. Like, now we see how victims yeah. are viewed. That's, that's awful. There's a lot of problems with the uh, judicial branch. Just yeah. Saying. A lot's like an understatement. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of cops out there revamped. that are just, you know, nodding their head. They know. Mm -hmm. I think they all know. Just yeah. It all needs to be fixed. He briefly lived with his grandmother following his release. Again, she's letting him right back in. <laughs> she's like, just don't kill any more people, Dahmer. Yeah, okay, Grandma. Yeah, to keep it to one a week. Uh, yeah, I mean, she knew what he was up to, and then she still does this. That's kind of, there's a term for that. Isn't that enabling? It's enabling. Yeah, I think yeah. it is. That's like, awful. Like uh, accessory. Yeah, that's acting as an accessory in a way. Yeah, I mean, this is my opinion, but I, uh, I'm just going to leave that right we where I put know. it. <laughs> we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. That's just our assumptions. During which time, he does not appear to have added to his body count before moving back into his own apartment. Mm. And that's when the killing really stirred. <laughs> his last 13 victims. Wow. Yeah, he had so many. Over yeah, they the had to catalog them. Uh, well, yeah, he had 17, right? So yeah. the first four, and now moving Imagine on to the last. Imagine the junk drawer. Ugh. Literally back junk to that. drawer. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Over the following two years, Dahmer's victim count accelerated, bringing his total his total from four to 17. He just gone. He went. He went all balls out. <laughs> yeah. Like just total balls out in the drug drawer. Oh God, ew! He developed <laughs> rituals as he progressed, experimenting with chemical means of disposal and often consuming the flesh of his victims. So this is where he got real weird, real weird. Yeah. Dahmer also attempted crude lobotomies, drilling into victims' skulls while they were still alive and injecting them, ugh, injecting them with muriatic acid. Ew. Yeah, what a Doesn't guy. that like dissolve your brain? Yeah. There's a movie, and I think this is where they got. Have you heard of the movie The Loved Ones? No, I, I don't it's think Australian, I. Yeah, I. You know. It's really good. It's disturbing. It's an Australian horror movie. They're really good yeah. with their horror movies, but the girl's like psychotic, and she wants this boy. So her dad basically helps her kidnap him, and they attempt to drill a hole in his skull and do just that to melt his brain so she, they just become her slaves basically 
And right before they go to do that, they throw him into a pit, and there's, like, tons of other guys down there. Like, they had done it to so many before. And I, I wonder, they probably took Dahmer as their inspiration for that. Nice. Ugh. It's a good movie, though. <laughs> yeah, it sounds Loved terrific. Ones. It sounds great. Yeah. On May 27, 1991, Dahmer's neighbor, Sandra Smith, called the police to report that an Asian boy was running naked in the street. When the police arrived, the boy was incoherent and they accepted the word of Dahmer, a white man in a largely poor African-American community. And this is what Dahmer said, that the boy was his 19-year-old lover. In fact, the boy was only 14 years old and a brother of the Laotian teen Dahmer had molested three years earlier. Oh, that's so bad. Yeah. So he was he was the brother of that same one he had molested previously. Sick bastard. Uh, this is where it gets bad. I remember hearing about this years back, and this is so sad. The police escorted Dahmer and the boy home, back to Dahmer's home. Clearly not wishing to become em- embroiled in a homosexual domestic disturbance, they took only a cursory look around before leaving. Once the police left the scene, Dahmer killed the boy and proceeded with his usual rituals. So this kid almost got out, but because nobody could understand him, you know? Yeah. He was basically sent back and killed. You would have think that would have made him even more ready to take the kid to some other place. Yeah, like for medical treatment or something. Something. You know? Son, are you all right? You know, something like that. Like, investigate the, why is he incoherent? What's wrong with him? Is he under the influence? Let's get him tested, get him looked at. But apparently they didn't. So had they conducted even a basic search, so just a little bit more thorough, police officers would have found the body of Dahmer's 12th victim, Tony Hughes, in his apartment. Before he was finally arrested, Dahmer killed four more men. So if the cops had been a little bit more thorough in their searching, (laughs) those ones that uh, came to the scene, maybe... First off, that Laotian boy and those other four victims, they might have still survived. Yeah, maybe if the judge did his job the first time, the sick bastard would have been in prison. Uh, You know. Uh, It's angering. Like, this is... uh, People get real emotional about Dahmer, and you know you can see why. Like, it's just some of the most gruesome things. Yeah, he was an all-time douchebag. Yeah. But the things he did to their bodies afterwards yeah. were just so gross. Yeah, he's right up there with Gacy, as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. He's consuming that flesh. Yeah. yeah. Well, that sets him apart a little bit, I guess. That, uh, you know, he must have gone through a lot of toothpicks. I'm just saying. Ick. <laughs> and floss. You'd hope. No, he just leaves it there for later. Eh, just and a little snack stubborn for later. pubic ears won't get out of there. Oh, my God. Oh, it's so gross. Okay, thanks. Uh, no. Back to you, Hugh. You take this next one because I'm going to go vomit. Thank right. you very much. The crime scene at Jeffrey Dahmer's arrest. Refrigerator and Polaroids. <laughs> Dahmer's killing spree ended when he was arrested on July 22, 1991. The body parts found at Dahmer's refrigerator and Polaroid photographs of his victims became inextricably associated with his notorious killing spree. Two Milwaukee police officers were led to Dahmer when they picked up Tracy Edwards, a 32-year-old African-American man who was wandering the streets with handcuffs dangling from his wrist. They decided to investigate the man's claims that a weird dude had drugged and restrained him. They arrived at Dahmer's apartment where he calmly offered to get the keys for the handcuffs. Edwards claimed that the knife Dahmer had threatened him with was in the bathroom. 
When the officer went in to corroborate the story, he noticed Polaroid photographs of dismembered bodies lying around. Dimer was uh. subdued by the officers. About damn time. Subsequent searches revealed a head in the refrigerator, three more in the freezer, and a catalog of other horrors, including preserved skulls, jars containing genitalia, and an extensive yep. gallery of macabre Polaroid photographs of his victims. In 1996... It's like just a science project gone wrong, those yeah. formaldehyde jars yeah. filled with creatures. Damn. Except his are penises. Yeah. Can't keep my ice cream in here anymore. It's going to spoil. I got so Ben bad. and Jerry in there, but there's no room for the ice cream. In 1996, following Dahmer's death, a group of Milwaukee businessmen raised more than 400000 to purchase the items he used for his victims, including blades, saws, handcuffs, and a refrigerator to store body parts. They promptly destroyed them in an effort to distance the city from the horrors of Dahmer's actions and the ensuing media circus surrounding his trial. Uh, trial and imprisonment. <laughs> yeah. This whole one's just so gross on many levels. Just imagine being the cops going in and seeing those photographs. Yeah. Or after the fact, having to review any of that. That's so gross. Yeah. Dahmer's trial began in January of 1992. Given that the majority of Dahmer's victims were African American, there were considerable racial tensions. So strict security precautions were taken, including an eight-foot barrier of bulletproof glass that separated him from the gallery. Well, I mean, you can't blame anyone for wanting to kill Dahmer after yeah. this shit that he did to their family members. Yeah, bullet would what have been too good for him, What does their ethnicity have to do with you know? anything? Yeah. But, but what does their ethnicity have to do with it? I mean, anybody would want to Evidently, you know, he keyed on, on him. He keyed on him, though. He keyed on uh, the... The Asian kids and the the black kids, mm -hmm. evidently. So, well, yeah, as it said, he targeted the ones where it it would make it easier that he wouldn't get caught. You know, whether they grew up in lower income families or the slums yeah. or you know, you name it, it would make it more easy for him to get away with it. At least that was his mentality. Yeah. So, what a dick! Literally, like, he's such a dick. Was such a dick. He's not alive anymore, obviously. <sighs> the inclusion of only one African-American on the jury provoked further unrest, but was ultimately contained and short-lived. Lionel Dahmer, his father, and his second wife attended the trial throughout. Dahmer initially pleaded not guilty to all charges, despite having confessed to the killings during police interrogation. Why, why would he even try to say he's not guilty? There's so much proof. Just to appear like more nuts, I guess. I don't know. What an idiot. <laughs> he eventually changed his plea to guilty by virtue of insanity. Yeah. Sure, Dahmer, sure. His defense then offered the gruesome details of his behavior as proof that only someone insane could commit such terrible acts. I beg to differ because, again, he thoroughly thought all this crap out before he actually went yeah. through with it. You know? So somebody who's insane, they don't think clearly. They don't think clearly. They're not thinking rationally when they do certain actions. So I, I don't know. That's just a cop-out. The jury chose to believe the prosecution's assertion that Dahmer was fully aware that his acts were evil and chose to commit them anyway. Yeah, yeah, that is the case. <laughs> yeah. On February 15th, 92, they returned after approximately 10 hours of deliberation to find him guilty, but sane on all counts. <laughs> he was sentenced to 15 consecutive life terms in prison with a 16th term tacked on in May. For good measure. Mm-hmm. Dahmer reportedly adjusted well to prison life, although he was initially kept apart from the general population. 
he eventually convinced authorities to allow him to integrate more fully with other inmates. He wanted some of that, you know, human interaction. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he found religion in the form of books and photos sent to him by his father. <laughs> I'm just going to be like, do you love Jesus? <laughs> like, you know, all those people who are... The, okay, no, I'm not going to go there. Uh, it seems like this is a common trend. They go into prison, they find Jesus, and then they're, you know, they repent of their ways. It's like, well, you should have thought about that before you took all these innocent yeah, as people. As long as they don't get out early, I don't have a problem with it. Uh, it does. It still doesn't take away their actions. They're still No, it never takes people. away their actions. <laughs> it never takes it away. Uh, but he was granted permission by the Columbia Correctional Institution to be baptized by a local pastor. Nice. So he was trying to milk it, be like, I am a, I'm a reformed Christian, but I'm, I'm still a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> in, in the public's eye. Uh, yep. Now coming up to the good part, folks. The death. Take it away, Hugh. Hey, what? <laughs> I said take it away, Hugh. Oh, there we go. Death. <laughs> Ah! Dahmer was killed on November 28, 1994, by his fellow prison inmate, Christopher Scarver. This guy should be, you know, given a medal, in my opinion. That's what I was thinking, Just medal saying. of honor. Good to you, Maybe good we'll sir. have one made up or something. Send it to him. Yeah. In accordance yeah. with his inclusion in regular work details, Dahmer was assigned to work with two other convicted murderers, Scarver and Jesse Anderson. After they had been left alone to complete their tasks... Guard returned to find that Scarver had brutally beaten both men with a metal bar from the prison weight room. Dahmer was pronounced dead after approximately one hour. Anderson succumbed to his injuries days later. In 2015, Scarver spoke to the New York Post about his reasons for killing Dahmer. Scarver alleged that he was disturbed not only by Dahmer's crimes, but by a habit Dahmer had of developed had developed of fashioning severed limbs from prison food to antagonize other inmates. That's okay. What? Well, like chicken bones and stuff I like guess. that? I guess. The way it was written is weird. Yeah, he's trying to come off as a tough guy or something, and the other guys were you know, getting ticked off by it. He probably wanted to scare him, but Dama. they got mad. After being taunted by Dahmer and Anderson during their work detail, Scarver said that he confronted Dahmer about his crimes before beating the two men to death. He also claimed that prison guards allowed the murders to happen by leaving them alone. They probably did. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, don't do anything bad now, Scarver. Yeah, don't kill Jeffrey, will you? <laughs> okay, great. Be back in about 20 minutes. <laughs> the only yeah. thing left of Dahmer was this. That was it. Yeah, literally. Yeah. All right, so Jeffrey Dahmer's house. In August 2012, nearly two decades after his death, it was reported that Dahmer's childhood home in Bath, Ohio, Bath, right? Bath, yeah. Ohio, it's written by Bath, where he committed his first murder in 1978 and buried his victim's remains, was on the market. Its owner, musician Chris Butler, stated that the property would make a great home as long as the buyer could get past the horror factor. Yeah. Yeah. And the dead body is in the backyard. Yeah. In location, March 2016, location, location. Uh, some people would probably want to buy it just for the grim factor, yeah. that, that grimness of it, you know, that's disturbing. Butler put the house up for rent for 8000 for the week of the Republican National Convention. As of July 2017, yeah, 2017, the house was no longer listed on the market, according to Zillow.com. People wanted their hands on that house. <laughs> 
And lastly, Jeffrey Dahmer movies and books, because we know there's been countless series and movies and books all written about Dahmer and his disturbing antics. But there's been well-known books about Dahmer, and they include The Jeffrey Dahmer Story, An American Nightmare, written by Donald A. Davis. And it was published just a few months after Dahmer's arrest back in 1991. Another book called The Shrine of Jeffrey Dahmer was written by Brian Masters, which was published in 1993. And then some notable films on Dahmer's life and killing spree, if you guys want to check it out. One is simply called Dahmer. It was made in 2002, and it's a biographical film starring Jeremy Renner. The Jeffrey Dahmer Files, which is a 2012 documentary covering the summer of Dahmer's 1991 arrest. And lastly, My Friend Dahmer, which I, I think this was on Netflix, and I should have watched it when it was. But I, I remember seeing this. I, I didn't see the movie, but I remember seeing, you know, like uh, commercials for it. Okay. My Friend Dahmer, a 2017 film about Dahmer's alcoholic pre-killing teenage years based on the 2012 graphic novel of the same name by Durf Backdurf. <laughs> <laughs> Durf back durf. <laughs> if that's not a reason to start killing people, I don't know what is. <laughs> okay. when, you started, when you started laughing, I couldn't help it anymore. <laughs> that kind of came out of nowhere. That one even made me laugh. Durf back durf. <laughs> what kind of name is that? I don't know. Oh, I don't, I, God. I wouldn't even have thought to made something like that up, so... <laughs> yeah. Stroke McStroke. Uh, <laughs> All right. So, anyways, going off of that, now you guys can see why Jeffrey Dahmer was such a infamous serial killer. Yeah. You know, he he maliciously lured these men into his traps. He brought them home with him with promises of sex or money, and then he ended up slaughtering them in really bad, awful ways. And it makes me want to puke, to be honest. Like, just, ugh. There's, like, the, there's all these memes out there. Oh, and there's, there's, yeah. Yeah, guess who's coming to dinner? Stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, there was one where this girl's, like, sitting in bed next to her boyfriend all angry. Like, oh, I bet he's thinking about other women. And he's over there. I wonder what kind of spices Dahmer used, if he used any, when he was making his meals. Like, just all these disgusting yeah. things. It's like, mm, that's I don't want to hear about that. But I have a little story for you guys. Are you ready for it? Because it's going to make your stomach churn even more than it already is. Oh, goody. <laughs> Another story time with Mandy. Yeah. Oh, that's the best. I live for this. But I... Yeah, Hugh doesn't know this story. I haven't told him because I wanted it to be a, a disgusting surprise. Yeah. So I actually didn't see this personally happen, but it was actually my husband. And he told it to me in such vivid detail. It's almost as, as if I was seeing it in vivid 3D. <laughs> right in front of my face. Just nice. hit me. Bam. But this is what happened. So my husband went to pick up our daughters from my in-laws because they help watch our kids while we're working. I'm currently working from home. So is he. And, you know, it, it's very hard to have two young kids running around the house, you know, mommy, 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 you know, yeah. when I'm working. So they help us out. And he went to pick them up that day. And he said when he got to the house, his older brother was sitting on the couch, kind of just like lays in there with his stinky, unsocked feet hanging over the couch. And his, his feet stank. <laughs> and uh, his brother actually works outside his work. He's, he's outside a lot and he wears heavy boots. So you can only imagine how bad his feet stink. Can you guys just envision it? If you have stink vision, it smells bad. Yeah. <laughs> but just, 
yeah, sweat, stink, all that bad action going on. And my husband said that our niece was sitting on the floor by my brother-in-law, picking at the skin on his feet. I, I don't know why. He doesn't know why. But it was disgusting. Like, she was just sitting there picking at his feet. Ugh, just picking at it. And that's not even the grossest part. Get ready for it. Get are you ready for it. <laughs> Ugh, it's grossing me out just thinking about it. Because my husband kept talking about it, too. He's like, ah, I'm just still thinking about that. You know, I'm not going to say her name out of privacy reasons. But, you know, picking at his feet. <laughs> so I'm like, you're disgusting. Stop it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, we're getting there. But... Our niece, after she was done picking at his feet, you know, she got bored. So she went and sat down on another couch in the in the living room. And she went and grabbed some gum because she wanted, you know, she had a hankering from some chewing gum. And out of nowhere, she started playing with the gum, pulling it out of her mouth, rubbing it in between her hands and squishing it together like Play-Doh. And she hadn't washed her hands after touching his, his feet. <laughs> so she was getting all that nastiness from his feet smushed into the gum touching it and then she started licking it and chewing on it again getting all that stank in her mouth isn't that gross i mean talk about barf total barf so you know i I thought that tied in nicely with Dahmer since you know she was probably consuming some of his skin particles (laughs) that's nice so i hope you guys are grow up and become a toe sucker no doubt (laughs) oh probably but then my other brother-in-law my husband's brother and the other brother of the my brother-in-law, <laughs> um, he, uh, he he told our, our niece, he's like, yeah, you're going to have mushrooms growing in your mouth now. And she's like, oh. <laughs> when she realized yeah. why we were. That, that grossed her out, the mushrooms. <laughs> the mushrooms, yeah, because she doesn't <laughs> like mushrooms. Yeah. So gross. But on that disgusting note, folks, that disgusting, yeah, that boisterous, moist, lingering note. <laughs> There's still one last thing we need to do before we sign off for the day, and that is diving deep into those closing statements. So buckle up. Wee. Wee. If you love our show and want to help support the Dark Cause, then please consider leaving us a rating and review on Apple iTunes or any other platform where you can leave reviews. Your reviews, yes. Cue that bell. Your reviews are what helps our show get noticed a bit more easily, and it also helps listeners find our show quicker. We get more ratings we get, the higher up on the search bar we get, you know, people find us quicker. It's a win, win, win. But also, if you guys leave us a review, you know, I've mentioned this numerous times, but if you're tuning in for the first time, hi, welcome. If you guys go and leave us a review, thank you, by the way. (laughs) You guys are awesome. We'll also send you a sticker. So leave us a review. As mentioned, we do have a few styles of stickers. We have the headset. We've got some Circle DOD stickers. We've got some holographic stickers. We've got all kinds, all kinds of lovely stickers. And if you guys want one, you just got to leave us a review. I think we're currently at, well, because as I mentioned previously, Apple for some reason posted our podcast twice on Apple Podcast. So it has, it has, I think it, last time I checked, it had three ratings on one of them and 77 on the other. I think the 77 one was our original. Right. But our episodes are still posting to both, so I don't know what's going on. I'm trying to contact Apple to get that fixed so it just merges to one, but hopefully it'll merge those reviews on the new one with the old one. So then I guess we'll be at 80 reviews, <laughs> if my math serves me correctly. But thank I you to everybody. Ah, uh, Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> if my if uh, if you guys want to leave us a review, that would be awesome. We really appreciate it. It makes us feel all kinds of happy that we, we don't totally suck. But we'll send you a sticker <laughs> to show our appreciation. We'll even yeah. give you a shout-out. If you guys fancy a nice shout-out, when you send us the screenshot of that review, say, hey, I want a shout-out. I want a shout-out straight from huge ass. And I want it to be explosive. And we will make it happen. So go ahead and do that. We will make it happen. You'll get this next to your name. Yeah, just It'll a big be, stanky cloud of yeah. love. Some Something worth remembering. Yes. But with that, everybody, with that awesome takeoff, can't think of how to word it. Uh, well, we're just going to leave it there. That's, that's basically it. That's all for this week's yeah. episode. We want to thank you guys again for tuning in. We are so glad you're here. You keep supporting us even throughout all of our dementedness. And we will be back next week for some more weirdness. So until next time, bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>